Whenever the pulpit is silent, the people struggle. It's not a proverb, but it's true. Whenever the pulpit is silent, the people will struggle. Preachers preach about purpose from the pulpit. They preach about relationships, purity, spiritual gifts, prayer, and so on. They preach about Christmas, Easter, the second coming. But how many of you know that right above your head, there are two kingdoms at conflict, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness? It's true. The devil hates you. He hates you and he wants you dead. For every assignment that God gives, there is another assignment sent from hell to destroy you. It's hidden in plain sight. It's true. Hollywood talks about it. Barnes and Noble, they have a whole section dedicated to the devil. It's all around you, but very few pastors take the time to talk about it because they don't fully understand it. The world talks about it. Statistically, seven out of every ten movies on the big screen has a supernatural theme. As preachers and teachers of the word, we have to address the world that we cannot see. We can cannot afford to be silent any longer. If the church is unwilling to talk about it, the world will continue to disciple people in the area of spiritual things. Ultimately, the internet, movies, and social media will be the PhD. It's hidden in plain sight. There is a kingdom of darkness and a kingdom of light. In 2 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 11, says, it says, oh, and no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. What does this mean? It means that demons and devils never show up looking like devils and demons. No, the Bible says they masquerade themselves as angels of light. So you have to understand that when evil shows up, it will look good. It will seem right. And normally the evil one will show up through a person. Stay with me. It's hidden in plain sight. The Bible addresses this issue. It's never a what, but always a who. Romans 8.35, for who shall separate you from the love of Christ? Trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, Danger, a sword, Galatians 3.1. Oh, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? It's never what, it's always who. And this is what I have discovered. When the right people come into my life, things seem to go right. When the wrong people leave my life, wrong things stop occurring. And I don't have time to tell you all the stories, but this is what the Lord has laid on my heart this week. Today, I feel like I'm talking to people who feel like that they're attached to a bungee cord. You live your life clawing and scratching only to make it an inch 
when you least expect it, the devil jerks you back and you don't know why. In the end, it appears that you can't make any progress. Other people find themselves doing things that they don't want to do, but they don't have the power to stop. If this is you, keep listening. There's a reason for it all, and I want to expose the darkness in your life. Once the enemy is exposed, he's not lethal. If he's invisible, he's dangerous, like the sniper in the tree that nobody can see. He's lethal, but once you know, once he's exposed, he doesn't have the same power to and fro. Are you with me? The enemy lurks around from house to house, heart to heart, roaring. And what does he do? He's seeking somebody that he can devour but not you. Somebody say, not today, Satan. I'm telling you, he's hidden in plain sight. Have you thought about it? Our generation is medicated, but you can't medicate a demon. You can't counsel a devil. You can't disciple a demon. You can't cast out the flesh. I'm not saying there's a demon up under every rock, but I am saying demons are real, and we cannot be ignorant of Satan's schemes any longer. And I want to talk about it. I want to say there is a spiritual world hidden in plain sight. So Holy Spirit, today that I pray that you would open the heart of every, every hearer, that you would help us to hear and you would help us to see. Everybody say, make it plain, make it plain, make it plain. Make it plain in Jesus' name. My mentor used to say, you can have a $500,000 Rolls Royce, but if a tire is flat, you can't get very far. This is not too deep. Again, it's easy to see. You can be doing a lot of things right, but if something is wrong, you won't get very far. Are you with me? And the reality is most of the people listening to me today, you're probably doing a lot of things right. You're doing well. But if you were brutally honest, you're probably getting a few things wrong as well. It's just the way the world turns. If one tire is flat, the ride is not right. It's not well balanced. It's not comfortable. It's hard to be safe and successful. Ultimately, you won't get very far. If you didn't know, we are spirit people living in a spiritual world, serving a God who has a spirit. And this is the provoking thought that I have for you today. I'm telling you, you can be doing a lot of things right, but if there's something wrong, I'm telling you, you'll be like a bungee cord and the devil will keep bringing you back snatching you, deterring you, trying to still kill and destroy you. He'll, he'll have a foothold. He'll trip you up. And today I want to ask you, why are you fighting and what are you fighting for? Because you are in a war. We're all fighting a battle, but what is the war for? God is not asking us to wake up and swing like a heavyweight boxer beating the air every day. No, we have to have a revelation of the reward. 
What are we fighting for? Show me the spoil within the enemy's camp and I will make up my mind. Is the present battle worth it compared to the eternal reward? You're in a war, but what are you fighting for? It's hidden in plain sight. What is it? Legacy, love, life, salvation, souls, delight, healing, health, wholeness. You tell me freedom, faith, family. What are you fighting for? What are you believing God to do this year, the next 10 years? Where have you been and where is God taking you? I want to speak this into your spirit today. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. For it is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. We could stop right there and call it a day. I believe, therefore I stand up and speak. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All of this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. This is straight out of scripture, verse 16. Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed each day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an internal glory that far out outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I'm telling you the kingdom of heaven is hidden in plain sight. It's time to fight for what is right and to stand up and believe. What are we what we are fighting for is real and what we do today will matter for all of eternity. It's not a facade, a spiritual oasis. No, your mind is not playing tricks on you. The Bible is true. Jesus is coming back and we are are, are going to move forward in our faith and keep fighting for our family's future, our nation's freedom, and for the fire of God to fall all around the world. Is anybody with me today? We are in a war. I wish you could see the front page of my first Bible. Somewhere along the way, the Lord must have spoken to me because with a big sharpie, I wrote these words. We were made for war. We were made for war. I graduated Teen Challenge, and I must have had figured this out very fast. If I was going to see perpetual spiritual breakthrough, I was going to have to take this sword called the Word of God, and reading it was not enough. If I truly believed it, I had to stand up and speak it. And this is what I found out. When I opened my mouth, suddenly the Holy Spirit would swing into action. Everybody say, I believe. Therefore, I will speak. 
We were made for war, and the Word of God is our number one weapon of warfare. And this is what we are fighting for. Deuteronomy chapter 28 gives us the blessings of God and the curses of Satan. They're hidden in plain sight. There's 14 verses of blessing and 54 verses of curse. But this is the case in point. When you read the Old Testament, I'm wetting your appetite for more. The children of Israel was set free from Pharaoh, fresh out of jail, and during this season of wandering in the wilderness, the children of Israel, was, they were still getting to know their God. And when you study the history, the nation of Israel had been in captivity for 450 years. Think about it, twice as long as the United States of America has been around. And they did not know the God of their father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They had only heard of the old ancient stories. So Moses climbs Mount Sinai and he receives the Ten Commandments, the moral code. Check out the book of Exodus. And now Moses begins to fill in the details from Leviticus, Numbers, and now Deuteronomy, which means the second law. But here's where I wanted to be. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, and for the sake of time, I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but listen to the first few few verses. This is what we are fighting for. We're not fighting for the victory. We're fighting from the victory by faith. I believed, now I speak. It shall come to pass. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God and observe carefully all of His commandments, the Lord thy God will set you high above the nations of the earth. I feel like preaching. And all of these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God and blessed you shall be in the city and blessed blessed shall you be in the country blessed will be the fruit of your body the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks blessed everybody say blessed blessed will be your basket and your kneading bowl blessed will be when you come in and Blessed will you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. And they shall come out in Jesus' name. Out one way and they'll flee in seven. Come on, somebody. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Everybody say, the Lord is giving me the land. He's given me the land. Now listen, it's conditional. The scripture starts off to say, if you, if you, if you, if you will, he will. Notice that heaven responds to earth. Earth doesn't respond to heaven. If you, if you, if you, if you will... He will. If you're carefully, not casually, if you hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God and obey, all of these blessings will come upon you. 
14 verses, meaning the blessing is built into the Bible. Jesus came to give you life and life more abundantly. And this is the good news. Jesus Christ died for you. He came to set you free. But the bad news is this. If you want God's best, you have to die too. I'm telling you, wrong concepts have destroyed people. People die for lack of knowledge. And I'm trying to help you today. You are in a war and this is what you're fighting for. Input determines output. Let me support this thought process. God is not standing up in heaven right now cursing people. Killing people, pow, pow, pow. No, God has designed a spiritual biblical system. And if you follow the system, you will walk in peace, power, and prosperity with a purpose. David said, surely goodness and love shall follow me all the days of my life. But it took David some time to die to his way and to fully submit to God's way. See, God's way is found in God's word. And don't get it twisted. The church is not a bless me club. No, the church consists of people who have been crucified with Christ and they no longer live. But the life that they now live, they live by faith in the Son of God who loved them and gave his life for them. So when you boil it all down, it's a life for a life. However... Stay with me. The crucified life is divinely connected to the resurrected life. And this is where so many people get stuck. The law killeth, but the spirit giveth life. It's hidden in plain sight. Do you believe that there is life after death? I do. Jesus told Thomas, blessed are you who believe but have not seen. Are you blessed? I am. I know you are. I believe, therefore, I stand up and speak. Where the pulpit is silent, the people struggle. You're in a war, and this is what you're fighting for. You're fighting for the future of your family, the freedom of our nation, for, and for the fire of God to fall all around the globe to the glory be to God. And in the same way that you can hear me, because there is a sound wave between my mouth and your heart. It leaves my mouth and it travels through the air. Though we cannot see it, it still works. All around us, there are radio signals and satellite waves swarming through the atmosphere. So it is with the Holy Spirit, angels, and demons. They are hidden in plain sight. You may say, oh, I don't believe there is gravity Okay, go ahead and jump off of a building and you will soon discover that gravity is real. No matter what you believe, God is real and his word is true and his laws are hidden in plain sight. Can I keep going? I want to make it right. How does a plane rise because of the law of the lift? There are so many laws in the world and there are so many laws spiritual laws in the scripture 
Sin is the law of death. Grace is the law of life, or as I like to call it, the law of the lift. Grace will take you places that you never dreamed. And if you are obedient to God's word, you will walk in blessings that you would have never seen otherwise. Can you see? Biblically, we are operating in spiritual laws that we can't see with our senses, but we can receive them by faith. We serve a kingdom and a king that has laws that we cannot see. The kingdom of God has an operating system, and you can read it in the book of Deuteronomy with the blessing and the cursing. You are in a war, and this is what you're fighting for. Everybody say, make it plain. God wants to bless you and the devil wants to to destroy you. The commandments, principles, and precepts are straight out of scripture. They confront you and they pursue you. And when you become one with the word, they will overtake you. The word overtake means to be tackled in the street. Come on. They are private principles that will bring public reward. Blessings and curses are conditional and they are consistent. If you do and if you don't, it's up to you. It's true. The vast majority of life is choice driven. How do I know? Because at the end of the chapter, the Lord says, choose for yourself. You choose. And Joshua reiterates, you choose for yourself, but for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. What are you going to do? Life is made up of millions of choices. If you want a better life, all you have to do is make better choices. And some of you were dealt a bad hand, but today your life is in God's hands. What are you going to do? Read Deuteronomy 28. This is your portion today. I hope this makes sense. It's hidden in plain sight. Consecrate your life. You're going to need his favor and blessing in the days to come. Lay it all down. This is why so many people in the Bible wrestled. They wrestled with the one that they knew. They pressed for the blessing. They knew that God had a plan and a purpose. But they were in a war. And this is what they were fighting for. King David overcame. Can I say Samson overcame Simon Peter the apostle Paul there were demonic spirits unleashed from the arsenal of hell to hinder and destroy them and their family and their destiny all of these mighty men and women of God were constantly under attack but how they responded to the attack determined whether they stood steadfast in victory or crumbled in the midst of adversity. And one of my favorite stories in the inspiration behind, behind this podcast was the story of Esther. If you didn't know, the book of Esther is the only book in the Bible that doesn't reference God. And many scholars don't see its infallibility and debate whether or not it should be included into the canon of scripture. However, whenever I was in Bible school, I took a class on the book of Esther and my professor, Robert Debelock Jr., wrote a rebuttal to this process and the book was entitled Hidden in Plain Sight, Esther, and a marginalized hermeneutic, a wonderful book highlighting the truth that even though the name of God is not mentioned in the book, his presence is very much a reality within the storyline. You should read it 
But more importantly, you should embrace the principle that blessed are those who believe and obey God and His Word, even though they have not seen. In the end, the whole nation of Israel was set free, and Haman was hung on Mordecai's noose for all to see. But Esther had a part to play, and so do you and so do me. I'm telling you, this is a powerful story. God was hidden in plain sight, and He's hidden in your heart heart today he's in your hand he's he, he heaven is coming down i'm telling you we're living in a season when god is moving in an unprecedented way and he wants to pour out his spirit upon you today he is hidden in plain sight in conclusion there's a story that i like to tell about an old wise man that lived in a village and he was wise because there was never a problem that he could not solve. And there was a young man that, that approached this wise man and he wanted to prove him wrong. And he walked up to the wise man and said, is the butterfly in my hand dead or alive? He said, I don't know what to do. I want to prove this old wise man wrong. What can I do? And he said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk up to that old wise man and say, is the butterfly in my hand dead or alive? And if he says dead, I'll crush him and the butterfly will die. If he says dead, I'll loose him and watch him fly. Either way, the old wise man will be wrong for the very first time. And he waited for the proper moment. And he walked up, walked up to him one day and asked the question, Old man, is the butterfly in my hand dead or alive? And the old man looked him in the eye and he began to stroke his long gray beard. And he, he saw the animosity in the young man's eyes. And he waited and he paused and, 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 and he, he, he eventually said, Oh, son, is the butterfly in your hand dead or alive? I'll tell you, son, the answer is in your hands. And I believe that this story points to the reality of, of your life and in my life and the land in which we live. The answer is in your hands. It's not in my hands. It's not even in God's hands. God sent His Son to die for you. And, and, and you're the butterfly. The enemy would love to crush you and watch you die. You know? But God wants to loose you and set you free. But the answer is in your hands. What are you going to do? Life is choice driven. You choose this day whom you will serve. And I beckon you, I beg you to choose life, choose blessing, choose God, choose faith, choose family, choose to fight for your future and your destiny. Friend, the choice is in your hands. What are you going to do? What are you fighting for? You're in a battle and God's already won the war. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. And I believe that you'll experience things in your life that you would have never dreamed. Don't give up today. Keep pressing for the blessing. Hallelujah. I pray. 
God's blessing over you today. I pray that it would overtake you in the street. Come on, somebody. It's hidden in plain sight. If you seek him, you will find him. If you seek him with all of your might. I bless you today in Jesus' name. And I can't wait to speak with you next week. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. Indeed, the best is yet to come.